we just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for season six. Thank you. Who would have thought a podcast could be a gift? Really? That pressing B could spiritually uplift and simultaneously give a Pharisee fits. <laughs> all in all, you the one controlling it. So, the Lord is my shepherd. I can't go skit. So, this new pot life is like a skit, though. A lot of people swinging. I didn't even throw a pitch, though. Uh, forehead is flint, what I'ma flinch for We all gon' repent for what we did So, I'ma keep it moving Ain't no stripper or no cussing Gonna ruin what we doing We are dwelling in communion Assignment is different Dwellers get the sentiment Vulnerability's my superpower How many feeling it? Thank you, Lord, for this influence Without you, influence just don't make sense Nah Welcome to The Basement, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Tim Ross. I am your host, Tim Ross. Hey, I am your host, Tim Ross. That's right. I am your host, Tim Ross. That's right. I am your host, Tim Ross. That's right. I am your host, I am your host, Tim Ross. That's right. 50 years of hip-hop, everybody. That's, that's what's going on in my life right now. Uh, I'm so grateful that you are here. Shout out to Press B. Shout out to my dwellers. Shout out to the promoters. I am so grateful for your support. All of you generous souls on Cash App and PayPal. I love you guys. Y'all got us out here living our best life without fear or intimidation from anybody. We cannot be canceled because of you. So thank you all so much uh, for supporting us and supporting this content. And uh, listen, y'all, I'm so excited. Because I got one of my sisters here, one of my homies here in the building. I'm so happy. Um, So uh, this woman um, and I met uh, a few years back and we've kind of been inseparable ever Mm -hmm. since. Um, You're my twin in every sense of the aspect. It's very true. Yeah. So so uh, she is an author and. She is a speaker and she has a nonprofit organization um, that is literally touching thousands of women. Mm. And um, I'm just grateful that we get to chat today. So uh, I would like to introduce to some and present to others my sister from another mister. Carrie Oles is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go! That was a good welcome. Listen. Do you like it? Yeah, y'all fired up after breakfast. Oh, this is how we get down. Breakfast that we ate in the afternoon. It's brunch, I guess. I don't know what it is. Baking it too. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta I gotta eat breakfast to start the day, no matter when the day starts for me eating. It's true. Intermittent fasting straight into egg whites and turkey bacon. Listen, except the fruit cup. The fruit cup. That fruit cup was pitiful. No, it was pitiful. Oh my goodness! I just don't think cantaloupe and honeydew qualify. No, as they're fruit. quitters as fruit. They're quitters. They are. They don't even like. They don't want to be sweet. They just slick. They're, <laughs> they're not just water. It's like, just water. Like you bite into it, there's nothing. Yeah, it's just colored water. Yeah, it's a waste of my chewing time. I don't. It's a waste of biting. I, my teeth weren't even designed to masticate such a fruit. That's it's not even a did fruit. You, I'm so sorry. Did you just th- this source us with masticate? 
Mascotade is a word, right? Wow. Gosh. That's a, yeah. I can't cuss anymore, Carrie. So now. <laughs> so we're mascotating. So, so now they, the, the only thing that they can get is uh, my $100 words. Oh, my God. I'm just playing. So I'm just playing. Um, so I'm so grateful you're here, Sissy. I'm so glad to be Thank here. Thank you for spending some time out of your day and your life to just hang with us listen i i can't think of anywhere else i'd rather be with hector and the peeps and you and oh thank you in the basement yeah we in the basement we in the basement so and, and you have you we'll, we'll get into how we know each other so in depth a little bit later okay um uh but just tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from and then i'm i'm ready to surf on any wave that okay. you want to that you want to surf well, I uh, met Jesus at 30. Okay. So, um, and so I didn't, I'm not, I didn't grow up in church and yep. that sort of thing. Um, and so I have been running after him ever since. And in the process, how I even got there is I met my third husband. Yep, I said it. Yeah. Um, my third husband. Um, Three is a charm. He, Third time's a charm. Come on. And, and he took me to church. Yep. That was my first experience with church. Wow, that's awesome. And so I fell in love with him and I fell in love with Jesus. And since then, we've just been riding the wave of finding our true, authentic selves. I love it. Yeah. I, I have love two it. boys. Like, they were watching Nathan and Noah run around here reminds me of five years ago gonna go fast it is yeah. oh my god my two boys are everything yeah. they're like mm. you did nathan and noah i did caleb and cameron yep. it was a thing it was a thing we um did so and then i have a nonprofit called unlocked ministries yep whole thing was founded because i grew up visiting my brother in prison um and i didn't want to do a prison ministry but i wanted to do a prison mentality ministry mm. because we all locked up in some way. Mm -hmm. And so we send boxes to transitional homes, sober living houses, prison, you know, that those sort of environments, teen challenge, yep. youth world, yep. any place that people, women are in transition. Yep. We send boxes with our curriculum, Nancy Alcorn's curriculum, yep. like all kinds of fun stuff in the box to let them know that, hey, your journey may have gotten you here. Right. But you can create a new story from here on out. That's dope. Yeah. Like, okay, so um, slow down for me on the prison mentality. Right. Because, um, like, prison ministry is dope. Like, it's yeah. a noble idea. Yeah. Uh, but when you start talking about prison mentality, I know people that have never got a speeding ticket who are mentally in prison. Amen. Yeah, a absolutely. And so that was me. Mm. You know, like I grew up in prison. Mm. Not only did I have to go visit my brother in multiple prisons, like from the age of 11 on. That's, yep. how, that's how we spent our Sundays. It wow. wasn't in that the church house. Right. It was in a prison house. Wow. And wow. I was getting searched and yep. going through all kinds of stuff. So I vowed I'd never go back mm. once my brother got out. Mm. And so when I got asked. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Those never yeah. say never is never. Never. And you're like, lined what? Up and so. The way we want them to. No. So like the first time I got asked to speak in prison, I was, I said, no. Wow. And this wow. lady on the other end of the phone 
had the audacity to go, really, I would have thought with your story, that's <gasps> exactly where you would speak. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Insert the thing that we can't do right now. Right, right, and, right, um, right, right. So, yeah, like, and I just remember thinking to myself, I don't even know you when you call me out like that. Wow. But guess what? The lady did me a favor. Yeah. Because I went to this prison and I show up and listen, only God can do this stuff. You can't make it up. Yeah. I drive up. I got a bad attitude. I'm like, Lord, I'm only going here one time. Yeah. One time yep. with the women in the orange. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and I drive up and it's the very first prison I ever visited at 11 years old. What? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are the chances? Okay. I'm like, the Lord plays chess. He doesn't play checkers. Yeah. I'm like, this cannot be happening. I'm in my car alone eating chicken nuggets. And I'm like, how is this happening? And I hear God say so clearly, like, you know, we say we can't hear God, yeah. but we know when we hear something for right? sure, like the knowing. Yeah. And he said, sometimes you have to go back to where the pain originated so that you can walk into the purpose I have for you after it. Wow. And I had no idea. Wow. So when I am in the prison, like this beautiful girl comes up to me after it was over. And of course, all my brain's doing is like, what did you do? Right, to get exactly. Me here? <laughs> right, exactly. Because you, you beautiful, you should be on a cover. Right, right, you right. You know, and I'm like, She's like, I gave my life to the Lord while you were speaking. And I'm like, that's fantastic. And the whole time she's shaking her head like this, like just staring at me like, I dare you to say something. It's a no. And I'm like, okay, what's the matter? And she goes, you don't understand. She's like, I've been in here for seven years and I get out in seven days. And I'm like, girl, this is good news. You just gave your life to Jesus. You get to get out of here. And she goes, no, you do not understand. She said, out there, and she pointed like to beyond those big lock gates. Yeah. She's like, I don't know how to stop being me. <sighs> and it was at that moment I knew, I did not know the extent of it, but right. I knew my life would change because she goes, and she was like doing the head roll and everything, yeah. you know, like she's, She's like kind of bitter. She's like, well, this book made me like you. And I brought her like, I wrote a really funny book about yeah. Jesus and stuff. And I go, no, but it'll make you laugh and know Jesus more. She goes, tossed it on the table. And she goes, thank you. And I drove home eating the rest of those cold nuggets. I'm like, God, I will not have a prison ministry. I will not do it. There's a thousand people that want to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, um... I'm like, don't make me go back to prison. And I hear him like so clearly. He's like, I didn't call you to have a prison ministry. I called you to have a prison mentality. Because you and I have not served time in an eight by eight cell. But we know from our past what it's like to be locked up right here. That's exactly right. And it taught me that we concentrate on the what. Right. What Whatever we've done. We'll take her for instance. What did she do to get there? Right. That was just the symptom. That's right. To whatever, like all her life That's built right. up to whatever That's exactly right. the what was. That's exactly Let's not right. concentrate on the what. Right. Let's go back and find the what, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then get that healed. Get yeah. the why healed. Yeah, that's good. So. Yeah. That's what I wrote the, uh, my curriculum 
with that girl in mind, like if she only had the curriculum, could she gain some inner healing like you and I do every month? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, wow. Yeah. I don't think I knew that detail. I don't oh, think I, we I don't breaking th- up. We ain't brother <laughs> and sister no more. Like, no, no. I, I don't think I knew that detail about the um about the girl mm-hmm. like telling you like if it's if this not gonna make me like you then Mm-mm. I don't want it. And I, the funny thing is is I knew she didn't mean like me. Right, right, right. For sure, absolutely. She I understood. meant like what I thought when I yeah, first got the saved transformation. At 30. Like, yeah. Who who that girl on the front row probably got her life all together. Yep, for sure. What she didn't know is I was standing there in that prison without my life together. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So. Yeah, no, that's dope. That's so dope. All right, so um, what you want to talk about? What you want to get into? Because there's so much stuff that we could talk well, about. But I wanted, I, I, I specifically wanted this time with you to be about whatever you, whatever you're feeling today. Yeah. I think that from that, is was a start to like meeting you mm-hmm. being on my mental health journey mm-hmm. being on um the journey of trying to get more whole yep um because i think people like watch you mm-hmm. and they think that you must be all together mm-hmm. um but we know what we do every month for sure to get and gain more healing <sighs> that's exactly right and um and I don't know, the Lord's just been talking to me in Deut- Deuteronomy, like where the Israelites, where God says to them, like, I go to the land. This is the land that I've given you. Mm-hmm. Now go in and possess it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the past three years of being in group with you, mm-hmm. like I was an ownership of my salvation. Like, mm. you know, like I, I, I knew I had said the prayer of salvation. Mm-hmm. I knew that I had a new birthright. I mm-hmm. knew that I was baptized. I knew where I was going to spend eternal life. Right. Mm-hmm. But I had not gone in and possessed the land. Mm. Ownership and possession are two different things. <laughs> like I had not possessed wow. the manifold blessings yep. of God, like yep. that all can, you know, the abundant living that God talks about. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't think I believed I was worth it still, mm-hmm. even three years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, was I worth the abundant life he talked about? Mm-hmm. Not with my resume. Wow. Not with my past. Wow. But I think over the past three years, you have watched probably, and my friends have watched, my family has watched. I have gone in and possessed the land. Oh, <laughs> yes, you have. And so, yes, you um, have. I think. If I could say anything to your people today, you know, like, are you an owner or have you possessed the land? Mm. All right. So, okay. So let me give, let me give y'all context to, um, our relationship and y'all have talked about, you've heard me talk about the mental health journey and the fact that I do EMDR and I go to, um, executive coaching is what they would call it. Yes. But executive coaching is just a really... Um, yeah, it's a really, it's a really, actually, it's a misleading name. It is because it's process group it's process. therapy. Hello. That's what it is. We processing all day. Yeah, long. Yeah, we, we processing all day long. So we meet once a month for eight hours on a Tuesday. Uh, I this is my uh, this is my sixth year. Yeah, this is your third. Well, it's my fourth now. Oh, it's your fourth year now. So it's my sixth year, your fourth, and it has literally just been the difference between. 
um, me not losing my mind and me keeping my mind. Absolutely. Because for those eight hours, I get to sit with other people like you who um, decide to bring the gift of their vulnerability and sit down with other like-minded people and just wrestle with, struggle with, Mm -hmm. dig around, talk about, get challenged on. Oh, um, much challenge. How do we, how are we going to navigate this? How are we going to go through it? So um, now the difference between who you were, Carrie, four years ago when we met and who you are now is literal night and day. It is. So let's talk about that process then because um, uh, I haven't been able to sit with anybody yet that is actually in the same group as me (laughs) (laughs) and just talk about the journey of that process and the kind of um, victories Mm -hmm. and challenges Mm -hmm. uh, that arise when you decide Mm -hmm. that I am going to go deep within myself and face all of the crap about me me that I don't like, right? I'm not talking about nobody else no. and what somebody did to me and how somebody hurt me, but all of that stuff has left me with something Amen. that I don't like about me, me and I need to change that and the only one that can do that is me. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I think about four years ago and I think, you know, I was writing books. Mm-hmm. I was traveling oh. and speaking. Like I was doing all the things and I wind up with my butt in a chair. Can I say butt? I'm saying butt. <laughs> um, nobody wrote me letters. Butt is but legal. Um, I, I wound up with my butt in the chair yep. across from you. Yep. And they said, tell each other your testimonies. Yep. And I'm like thinking, what, what is happening? Yeah. And so. Because it, it is a cohort and it is. Yes. Um, it is co-ed. Yes, right. It's, it's, it's not all oh males God. and all women. And yeah, yeah, well, no, we can go down that road. Women. But yeah, and so we told each other our testimonies, and yeah. we just sat there staring yeah. at each other blankly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're from Compton. Yep. I'm well, from uh, Oklahoma. Inglewood. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's close though. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm looking at you across the table, going, "I might can do this." Yep. Because I'm looking at me. Yep. In a a, a colored man's body, mm-hmm. black man's body, mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. this big haired mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, what's no. And I remember over the journeys of going back to places like, like God told me mm-hmm. in front of that prison, go back to the place that the pain originated. That's right. Let's go there. Yep. And then we tap on that space, yep. bring it out into the open, yep. share it with others. Mm-hmm get healing for it, mm-hmm. and then now go move past it. Mm-hmm. And I can remember one of my turning points is I was saying something. I don't even know what I was saying because a lot of things that we do in malfunction are so unconscious to us because we've been doing them all our life. Absolutely correct. Here, they are normal to us. So here I am writing books about freedom, mm-hmm. speaking about freedom. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget, you turned to me because 
we used to could sit by each other all the time. Uh-huh. And they um, try to they try to break us they up. They try yeah. to break us up. Well, actually, they did. I had to sit somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little salty about this. Fight, but, um, <laughs> I'm probably not going to get us free now, but that's fine. Um, so I'll never forget. I'm like saying something, and you just turn to me and you go, "You know what I really hope for you?" And I'm thinking, "Oh, okay, what?" I'm thinking you're about to give me a positive feedback, encouraging word. No, 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 that's not what happened. Timmy said, I would love to get through a conversation without you disgrading yourself, discarding yourself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. demeaning yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I do that? Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize I did it. Mm -hmm. And you were like the turning point for me, like, oh no, I had, what I realized looking back at that moment, I had flirted with freedom. Mm. Like, you know, you start out and you're in a junior high relationship with it, you flirt and you give it a look or two, you in the church, you're like, oh, I'm gonna go this class and that, I'm flirting with it, you know, (laughs) like just a little bit. And then four years ago, I realized, just like the Israelites in the wilderness, missed the whole generation except two people going in there getting right. the promised land right i realized i, I don't want to just flirt with it mm. i want to make a full-blown committed relationship with me yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like where what makes carrie tick where's the broken pieces that need to get fixed yeah yeah, yeah. like but i never thought i was worth it so I'm doing all the things about freedom. Right, right, right. But I still didn't really believe to the core of me Carrie was worth the real freedom. Oh my God. This is why I don't like doing no scripted shows. Because what are we talking about right now? I think the group, you the process, the, I don't want to flirt with you no more. Yeah, for sure. Like, I I want all of you. I yes. want to commit to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, yeah. To, I want to be intimate with Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie been intimate with a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm tired of doing that to yeah. fill a void. I want right. to be intimate with me. Yeah, absolutely. And then you look back and you go, oh, I'm no longer just an ownership on paper. Mm. I've went into the land. Mm. I put a stake in the ground mm. and I said, this is my land. I'm going to possess it. I'm going to watch the manifold blessings of God now come. The healing, the provision, the jobs, the opportunities, the blessings, because I believe I'm worth it now. Yeah, for sure. So, so as you were talking, you know, I see everything in pictures, of course right? You do. So, so, so as you were talking, I'm seeing this picture and then I'm like, I'm I'm kind of squinting at it because I'm like I don't know if that fits, and then you kept talking and I'm like, yeah, that fits. <laughs> so here's here's my here's my thought. The thought is, um, a person buys a house, mm-hmm. and they're like, I own my own house. You own it kinda, because you're still paying still a mortgage. Still paying payments. You're still paying payments. If you think you own that house. Mm-mm. Stop paying that mortgage and see what happens. Right? Listen, I had a car repo. They come right out. Click, <laughs> click that chain on the back, tow it away. Right? You have a car as long as you keep making the payments. Yes. 
the majority of people in the United States of America have a house until they can't make those mortgage payments anymore. Yes. But when you own the title deed, mm. you don't just own it. You possess, you possess it. it. Mm-hmm. Your name is on the title deed. Right. Not Bank of America, not Chase Bank, not First National or whoever, right? You are now the sole possessor Amen. of the land. Amen. And so as you were talking, I just began to realize that the difference between ownership and possession is the ability to pay full price. Yeah. And how many people do we know they lack on clearance? I mean, okay, Carrie, if that's how you feel in the day, it's fine with me. I'm just. I was the blue light special at Kmart for a long time. That's where I thought I belonged. Wow. And I meet thousands of women that look at me and go, there's nothing left for me. And I know what that's like. I know what it's like to sit in a car and go, if I just veer off the road tonight, ain't nobody going to miss me. But not this Carrie. She's no longer just an owner. Mm-mm. I know that. <laughs> I already know. I mean, I know that. <laughs> all, right, all right. So, 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 um, First of all, thank you so much for your vulnerability and the the honesty. Like it's so freaking refreshing. Yeah. Right. To to be able to say I was writing books on freedom, but I was merely flirting with it because I can't tell you how many people are writing get out of jail cards for other people. Look, they locked up from jail. Yes. Yes. (laughs) How many pastors are preaching about purity? while Ooh. porn addicted mm. i was one of them yeah <laughs> right yeah so so like to be able to be honest about where you are mm-hmm. is the own like if the if the children of israel don't acknowledge they're in the wilderness how they gonna nobody get out that's right and that's what kept all that whole generation except joshua and caleb from possessing that land. That's absolutely correct. Their fears, their wrong beliefs that's kept them in the correct. wilderness. That's absolutely correct. And we think that's just a, a great story. Yep. We still live in that in 2023. Yeah, you're right. So so here's here's what a vivid image that that's very sobering to me right now. How many people have left Egypt? Mm. They're currently going through the wilderness period, which the wilderness period is important. It, it's so important. It's absolutely a prerequisite yeah. to the promised land. Absolutely. If you don't go through the wilderness, you will you not will be able not. to stay Mm-mm. in the promised land, right? And you won't appreciate it. And you won't appreciate it, right? So the wilderness is actually a prerequisite. It's not like, this is, remember, Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit, for so, sure. So any place that God, that God leads you can't be a place that's bad. That's right. <laughs> right? Even if it feels uncomfortable at the time right here's my thing though here's the imagery that's in my head based on what you're saying people leave egypt get to the wilderness think about what it takes to the promised land and give up but this is how they give up Mm -hmm. the wilderness is the promised land yes 
That's why they on Claire, on Kmart Blue Light Special. They they literally change the narrative and go, I'm free enough. Yeah. Yeah. At least I'm not in Egypt anymore. Yeah. Getting my back whipped. And it's like, but you're eating manna. You haven't even tasted milk and honey yet. I'm free enough. Yeah. Because it's like wow. eating the crumbs is good enough. Yep. You don't want the full course meal. Right, 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 right. Like, because what it's going to cost you to get to the full course meal, you're just not sure you want to do that. Okay, so let's talk about the cost. Yes. <laughs> let's do. Let's do. Because <laughs> we ain't, ain't nothing we talking about from theory right now, fam. No, like, we no. have paid full price and continue to pay. And, and continue to pay. Full price. All right, so let's talk about the cost because... Um, how many people do we know that uh, uh, look at somebody fit and go, I want that? I want that. And they're like, cool. Meat, veggies, fruit, no more bread, no more refined sugar, no more lattes. And then they're like, well, damn. Oh, I was uh, just on my way to Cane's. I'm out. <laughs> you know, like I'm, no. you know. Right? It's like, it's like everybody has a six pack. We can't not every, see some of them. Not everybody wants to pay the price to, get to see it. it, right? Or they look for the short sh- shortcut, right? Where, you know what? Um, I'm going to just go get cool sculpting or see if I can get a tuck because now I could do sit-ups and go on a very stringent diet and get the same result. Yeah. It's just going to take nine months instead of a weekend Yeah, and maybe six weeks of, you know, healing from the surgery. What well, what you either want to pay full price or you don't. Absolutely. That's the whole committed relationship. Don't That's just right. keep flirting. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Like go, go all, all in. the way go in. Go all in. Go all in. That's going to help a lot of people, sissy. Yeah, like I've just so since four years even realized that I was so caught up in the content that I, of my life that I never wanted to create the new story. Absolutely correct. Because the content defined me. Like, in other words, all wow. the stuff that made up Carrie. Mm. Like, her past, mm. her marriages, like, the place I didn't get signed by because yep. of my past. Yep, yep, the yep. content yep. was actually saying, this is how far you can go. Mm. So I wouldn't create yeah. new stories because I didn't want to be let down. Wow. I didn't want to try. And I meet so many women that are like, why even try? Wow. Like, I'm, I know I'm not worth it. So this is only as far as I can go. Yeah. Because this is only as far as I've went. Wow. And so I'll, I'll never forget one time, even in group, you told me, you like, you no longer have to lean on your old story. You know, you have new stories. That's exactly right. And I was like, wait, I do? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, there's all kinds of new stories that God has done yep. since your old broken story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. the content is dictating whether we create. That's exactly right. So, okay, so this is so dope because, you know, in our group, we have to sign non-disclosures, right? Oh, yeah. It, to say that we ain't going to talk about other people's, other people in the group uh, to anybody and all that kind of stuff because we, we want it to remain a safe yeah, environment. Sure. But because we're talking to each other, each other. <laughs> we can say whatever we want. We can say whichever we want. And I just got to say, the last four years, I have seen you be so brave. And I'm talking over 
and over and over again because Nancy will press on stuff in us and then make us role play and then tell us to get up and confront people. You've and, been my mama, yeah. my daddy, my brother. You've been, <laughs> been everybody. I've been everybody. So, so, um, uh, because she always asks, who would you like to be your mom? Timmy? Today? <laughs> like, why even ask me? Now? Timmy? Who would you like to be your brother today? Timmy? <laughs> He's been every single one of my people. I've been the whole family. <laughs> so, but, but I saw you be brave. I saw little Carrie confront her family, herself. Yeah. And I'm talking about, I'm, I'm talking about the type of days where it's like, Cause I've had these days where you leave and you like, I ain't coming back next month. Ever. <laughs> like I'm moving to Australia. Like I done, I had snot coming out my nose. Like people done seen my makeup run. Like I look scary. I done, I bore my heart. I told people something like I, I never told a soul on the planet. Yep. I ain't never going back. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's the greatest thing that ever happened. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. That, that's a, that's a, um, uh, it takes bravery to 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 be a free person. You have to be brave to be free. Yeah, and what has been the whole process of me becoming? People are like, "Oh, well, so you're whole now?" No, no, no. We do it every month, every single month, and and six years in, four years in. Like I'm gonna do it forever. Me too. So it's my retainer. There's not like this destination. No, but we creating a new story. Every time we go. That's right. Because we're creating something new in us. That's right. Some of the stuff that's happening in my life right now, if you'd have told me four years ago would be happening, I'd have been like, no, that's for somebody else. Yeah. Because I still, writing books, yeah. speaking, but still didn't believe it was actually possible for me to have some of the abundant life. Yeah. Like, you know, I was just happy to be there. You know, like yeah. when you get an invitation to somebody's party. Yeah. Like, I'm just happy to be there. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be the party. I'll just, I'll be a little guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll eat some, you know, little hors d'oeuvres on the side. Right, 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 right. No. They're like, hey, you could come all the way into the dinner party. Yep. But I just never thought I could. Yeah. So I just feel like so many people are living in that space. And now that mental health is so like on the forefront, like yeah. five years ago when I wrote my curriculum, yep. if like my book is called Unlock Now, Six Steps to Inner Healing. Yeah. Like if... Before all the pandemic and all the stuff happened in the world, if yep. you just, it, my book was not selling. You know why? Because inner healing, they thought was going to burn incest and, you know, slaughter a pig right. up in there. You know, so like, you know. In front of a pentagram. Right? Like, no. <laughs> no. It's like. Oh my goodness. Going deeper. Yeah. No longer flirting. Yep. You got a full-blown committed relationship to yourself. Monogamous with yeah, you. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's. Woo! <laughs> Lord have mercy. I never even thought about that. Monogamy within yourself. You're no longer cheating on you. No. I've it's, never even thought about that. You're so, listen, but it's true. If any person is watching this right now who feels like, listen, they're just happy to be at the party, I'm going to ask you, to stop being an owner and go possess the land. Mm. Like, you know, like go, yeah. 
be monogamous with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah for be sure. Be intimate with you yeah. and find out what is going on. Why are you so angry? Yeah. You know, like your marriage may be tanking, but what is your ownership in it? Yeah, for sure. Like, I used to think that about myself, like, oh, I have all these problems, but I'm writing freedom books to help you. Yeah. Well, when I started looking at my, the way I was raising my kids, my marriage, my opportunities, my everything, I was like, I don't, I, everyone else is having problems. Yep. But it was really the reason all the problems were all around me is because I hadn't taken a good look at me. Yeah. I was part of the problem. Yeah. You know, that real saying, you teach people how to treat you. I taught Facts. people how to treat me like, oh, we got to fragilize Carrie. Right. We got to put her over there. She can't handle it. Right. You know, she's had a lot of trauma. Yeah. Uh, she never going to get it. She's yeah. always going to disclaim herself. Yeah. And that's where I stayed. That yeah. was that was my place. I was content in it. Yeah. And I think so many people are content and they're not ready to create a new chapter. Yeah. A new season. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let me ask this question because I'm curious. Um, and I know there's many people watching that would be curious about this as well. All right. So we're, we're not talking about like um, a woman who is like, I'm trying to figure out faith and I'm trying to figure out how to live my life mm -mm. for Jesus. Mm -mm. We're talking about somebody who gave their life to Jesus, started a nonprofit, doing ministry, speaking, writing, doing curriculum. And then four years ago, you go, this ain't enough. Like what precipitated that? What changed, what clicked, right? You, it's one thing to say, I'm, I'm only flirting with freedom. It's another thing to do something about it. I think it was the... I'm not going to say the organization because everyone would know, but you know that yep. story. Uh -huh, I do. Um, I was speaking somewhere and um, it was an audience full of girls who were cutters and uh, addicts and they had been through lots of trauma. And in telling my testimony sometimes in speaking, I don't tell what I would tell at this church the same as I would in a home like that. Yeah, you for know, sure. Like different. Yeah, absolutely. And, there were some representatives of a, of a big name publishing company there to see me speak. And they had told me, you know, hey, we really want to look at signing you. Um, I thought this was my big break. I thought, oh, my gosh, my books are going to go everywhere and oh, I'm going to speak everywhere. Bigger place. You know, I was I just knew it was my big break. Mm -hmm. And because I was in front of that audience, those girls were me. Every single one of them represented who Carrie was. Yeah. And so I told the part of my testimony um, where I said, you know, that Philip is my third husband. Yeah. And I used the woman at the well and I said, I finally met somebody who had more husbands than me. <laughs> and I wanted them to know, like, he, I'm not talking down to you. Like, yeah. I've been you. Yeah, absolutely. And you we were, were relating to yes. them. And we were supposed to go to lunch with the big name people. And, um, Instead, they walked up to me, said, hey, you're a phenomenal speaker, but um, we'll be in touch. Well, I knew that was just like every boy that always told me, I'll call you. Mm. You know, it, well, I wasn't going to get no phone call. Mm. And um, instead, I got an email that said my story just didn't line up with the integrity of their organization. And before you go on. Okay. 
I'm obviously not going to name the organization. Yes. But isn't it crazy that they sell Bibles? Yes. Yes. Ain't there a prostitute in that Bible? Yeah. And so. Ain't they murderers in that Bible? But. But listen, I flipped lies the script in on the whole. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I flipped the script on the whole thing because you know I wallowed. I wallowed yep. for a long time. Yeah, I was did. like, mm-hmm. see, it doesn't matter if you get yourself together, mm. you still ain't good enough. Mm. Like mm. you, you in all these classes, you're writing all these books, and guess what? The content of your life is still creating your future. Mm. And so it was then that I was flying home at 37,000 feet and I was like, God, you always told me my story would never hurt me, but look what it just did to me. Mm. The biggest opportunity of my life and it's gone. Mm. And I remember- Because you told the truth. I remember God so, like, I, I remember it as, as though I'm looking at you right now. And he said, your audience was not them. Ooh! And I knew what he meant. Like, I was there for those girls. That's right. And if one of those girls, which I know many of those girls, like, came to know Jesus, they started our program, they started having their lives turned around, like, I know what happened from that day. Yeah. My big break, whatever you want to call it, didn't happen. But I'm going to tell you, my big breakup Mm. with Mm self-pity and flirting with freedom ended. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I said, you know what? That's beautiful. I'm going to move past the sadness. Yep. This is my story. Yep. It happened. Yep. I have been redeemed. Yep. I'm no longer an owner. Yep. And guess what? Y'all people can't take the fact away from me that that, all that happened in my life, all the content, it did create who Carrie is now. That's right. And so now I'm going to go take the land. Yeah. Wow. And so that was my turning point. Like, I just realized, like, this is my story. Yep. I can't get away from it. Yep. I can run from it. And that's what I think we try to do. We try to press it down. We don't tell people the real deal, whatever it is. And we say, I'm ashamed. Yep. And so I thought that day I'd be unashamed. And then look what it got me. Yep. But let me tell you what it got me. It got me the most freedom I've ever had. Absolutely correct. Isn't it, isn't it interesting how rejection so often sets you up for acceptance. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And if we allow the rejection to consume us, we won't even be in a posture Mm -mm. to be accepted by who God really wanted us to be with all along. That's right. I, I totally get that because when you, have been rejected your whole life. You worship acceptance. It's the mm. opposite. Yeah, that's know? good. So that's true. I'm constantly trying to work for your acceptance. Yeah, yeah. And even in that room, yeah, I thought I was working toward their acceptance, mm-hmm. but instead it was major rejection. Yeah. But now I look back, and that old saying—I mean, I didn't make it up. I'm not going to pretend that I did. But that right. rejection was complete redirection. For oh, my life. absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness, they're lost too. Like, honestly, like that in hindsight, like somebody has to be looking and being like, I think we messed that up. Like, I don't think we should have handled it that way. But people, 
it's amazing to me where people draw the lines of their convictions and um what they assume their their audiences know I, i'm again i will i will stay generic in my I'll stay generic in my conversation i won't deal with specifics um th- there's a there's a church that's in a very um beautiful part of the country i'm a, i'm gonna make it that broad. that that generic Let's right go. right it's Let's good go. it, great church beautiful part of the country um lots of people lots of campuses doing lots of good things there's a whole swinging community in that church <laughs> they go to that church every week they got pineapples on their front doorstep they actually have like colored rocks yes yeah they it, do they, they do put colored. some kind of symbol yeah, out yeah, to yeah, let yeah, people yeah. know hey we swing yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and 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 you got a bunch of like upper middle class freaks <laughs> getting their freak on boning each other and they won't miss one sunday and you're mad that a woman gave is, her life to jesus gave her life to jesus had two failed marriages before prior to jesus prior to jesus Got the baptized. husband she marries is the one that brought her to church they've been together over two decades and you mad she telling people about Go find the colored rocks in your neighborhood, fam. They're also running your small group. Woo! That's how they're getting new converts. Oh gosh, so <laughs> they're like, hey, you're done with your growth track, but now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So isn't that ironic? Isn't it ironic? Come on, Alanis. I just um, thought it was a little bit ironic. Yeah, like <laughs> I look back at that moment in my life and I just remember all these girls were staring at me when they walked up to me and said, we'll be in touch. Mm. And I was, I can remember feeling the same feeling that I felt with every boy that I mm. ever tried to be with mm. that rejected me. Mm-hmm. And when I was just trying to be loved, mm-hmm. you know, um, when... I didn't feel love in my home because mm-hmm. I was being abused or it was the same feeling mm-hmm. standing there in that room. And it's like, everything went black. And I just remember we'll be in touch. Wait, we were supposed to go to lunch. Oh yeah. I am still not you. So, so um, th- this is one of the, th- you know, we talk about vulnerability being our superpower here on the basement. Right. And, and I, th- I, that got worked out in group. It did. Right? It did. That that whole tagline came from our process group therapy. Yeah. So vulnerability being my superpower um, was actually the new narrative uh, because the narrative I grew up with was vulnerability is dangerous. Absolutely. If I'm vulnerable, um, my family structure is going to disintegrate. If I tell my parents that John John molested me, um, my dad's going to kill him. My brother's going to bury the body. My, my mom's heart is going to be broken. Uh, two of the men I love, my dad and my older brother are going to be in prison for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be, I'm, I'm going to have a single mom that's trying to raise two kids and it's going to be a hot mess. So vulnerability is dangerous. I can't share the truth. Cause if I share the truth, no, I blow my family up. Right. And there's a lot of people living like that. And then to, work process it and work it through to where vulnerability is my superpower 
And so he, so I don't believe vulnerability is dangerous anymore. No, I would vulnerability ne- breeds more vulnerability. It does. And and vulnerability is risky. It's so risky because the reason why my um, parenthetical statement underneath vulnerability is my superpower is uh, I am vulnerable at the risk of other people's comfort. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, because. There's just something about that good old boy I don't like about me. That's correct. That's correct. There, you. So, so let's deal with this. Yes. Because I know you've dealt with this, um, but I would love to hear how. Um, people celebrate freedom until it makes them uncomfortable. Absolutely. And then there is a thing that they make up from their discomfort and their own security mm-hmm. called too free. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie done went off the deep end. Yes. So how did you handle that? Because now you're walking in this true freedom. Did it, I know it made other people uncomfortable. Oh, I can remember sitting in my private counselor's office because I got more than one. Me too. Um, And um, he said this sentence. He said, when you start to become authentically Carrie, he said, it's going to be interesting to see who's left in your life. And I can tell you with, with now, without getting the lump in my throat that I had five years ago, um, people have, some people uh, liked old broken Carrie better because that Carrie didn't have an opinion. That Carrie knew her place. She was supposed to be in the corner eating crumbs. Um, that Carrie was ashamed of her story. That Carrie um, could not have an actual intelligent conversation without telling you how bad she was in some form or fashion. And so as I began to work through that and stop doing those malfunctioning things, some people were like, wait, no, why aren't you in the corner? You, wow. You know, your place, what you doing? Wow. And I could see it on people. And there were actually people in my life, especially them know me over 20 years. They're like, you are a completely different person. And, and we know the process we took to get there. It, it wasn't anything but doing exactly what you just said. Yep. Bringing the stuff that has plagued us our whole life, just like those Israelites, the fears and the wrong beliefs about a lot of things mostly ourselves to the forefront and going, y'all look at this. Yep. Help me work through this. Yep. Where did it come from? I don't want it no more. Yep. <sighs> All right. So, uh, one of my heroes mm-hmm. in culture is a man named David Kari Weber Chappelle. Hmm. Dave Chappelle. Also known as, Dave Chappelle. I called him by his full government name. If he sees me, he'll probably cuss me out. Um, we'll make sure it's not on camera. So anyway, um, uh, he's one of my heroes. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a talk. I'm a tease it for at least a month or seven. Teen. So um, uh, Dave's one of my cultural heroes because at the height of the Chappelle show he had a different conviction and he was coming to an awareness 
that was making him think differently about everything that he was doing. Yeah. Comedy Central had an offer on the table for $50 million. And he walked away from it. Mm. And I don't believe we'd ever have the Dave Chappelle we have now if it wasn't for him making the decision he made then. Right. But here's the thing. Yeah. There were scores of people upset with his decision. Absolutely. Because of how they benefited from the mentality he had at the time. Come on. So it's not when 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 we when we become free. Yes. We the reason why some people can no longer stay with us right. is because they actually benefited from, from brokenness. the brokenness yes. that we had then. Right. And now that we have a voice and we have differentiation and we have boundaries and I can I can hold space for you right. to, to completely disagree with me. Right. And still hold space for me. Me. Yes. To disagree with you. Yes. And I don't have to come over to your side, nor do you have to come over to mine to make you uncomfortable or to make you more comfortable. People, people don't know what to do with that. And they have to leave because they no longer benefit from your brokenness. No. The majority of people don't even know. Cause it's at a subconscious level. It's mm. not a nefarious no, thing that's no, going on no. where it's like, I see a weakness in Carrie and I'm going to exploit it no, for my benefit. No. no, it's at an intrinsic un unconscious level. You're doing the best you can based on what you know. And they, their brokenness fits with yours. And so we're friends. And then you go, yeah, I don't, I don't do that no more. That's right. And then they're like, oh, like, you I think you're better. I actually have an opinion. Yeah. And the answer is no. Yeah. I actually don't agree with the way that you interpret the Bible. So. But you be you. But you be you. And I'll be me. And I still love you. Then yeah. it's like, no, unless you come over to my side. Right. We can't even be friends. No. Okay. Bye. Bye. Listen, and I'm just wondering now, I was stuck on $50 million. You think Comedy Central still hiring? I'm available. <laughs> um, like, I mean, I just, I'm just. <laughs> Day, give me their number. <laughs> but um, like, I, oh I'm my thinking gosh. about that, and who knows what my opportunity would have given me? Right. I, I'll never know. Right. But I, it has given me something completely different. Just Absolutely what you're correct. Saying about Dave, and I think that's why I do what I do. Like mm -hmm. the ministry would not be thriving as much if I'd assigned with that organization and just been writing books and speaking, like. Now I can actually see an impact in the lives of the people that we help. Yeah. Because I've trained other people to go do the curriculum with other homes and facilities and whatnot. And now we get to see the fruit. And I look back at that and I go, I would have missed that. Yep. I would have I would have missed that very place if I'd have let the content keep dictating who I was. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we're going to have stuff that comes up in our lives that we rethink that about ourselves. Yeah, it's not for like sure. I'm never going to think that about myself again, yep. but now I know how to process through it yep. and go, Oh no, you, that was when you were just an owner. Yeah. Now you're a possessor. Yes. Yeah, really good. Like you don't, don't go back there. Yeah. That's what I want for every single person. That's what you want for every single person. That's all I want. That's legit all I want. That's what the basement's about. Yes. Like, that's why 
that's why I even want people to dive in to their monogamous relationship with themselves. <clears throat> if we would be more intimate with us than we would anybody else, yeah. what would we discover? Yeah, absolutely. But we have a we have a culture, even a even a Christian culture, mm-hmm. um, that tells you it's wrong to do that. Absolutely. I, I was talking um, a few months back about um, how things didn't change for me until I started to forgive myself. Yeah. I can't tell you how many good church people. I just wanted to make sure I give them credit because mm-hmm. um, they're not bad people. No. But these good church people actually were, were, were trying to correct me by saying, you can't forgive yourself. Only God can forgive you. I said, what the hell? Can y'all niggas stop for a minute? Like. I can't even process that. Like, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm talking from a, a, a perspective of mental health. Yes. I'm not talking from a a standpoint of I can draw my own blood and it's efficacious enough to forgive my, my sins. It's a process. It's an exercise. It's an exercise. I'm not talking about it from a theological perspective. I know only God can forgive sins. Absolutely. But the fact that I'm talking about regrets that I've made in my life and, and if I don't forgive myself for, for those, I I'm paralyzed uh, from moving on Absolutely. to 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 being free and Absolutely. staying free, it, like the it, it's amazing to me um, how many people miss yes. mental health. Like the church and mental health have had a beef with each other, right? Because we've been creating you know these spiritual giants, but emotionally crippled. Oh, you said it. <laughs> you said it, Carrie. They, so 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 here's my problem. The church wants the altar call to do what only mental health can do. Absolutely. And then mental health uh, uh, wants to do what only like um, the spirit can do. Yes. And it's not either or, it's both. Right. Like some stuff is a straight up demon. Absolutely. <laughs> like we need to get that thing out of there. It yeah. needs to be cast yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You ain't going to have enough EMDR to get rid of that. <laughs> That is Beelzebub. We can't, we can't go back to the wild. <laughs> nah, that, no, no. You need a bazooka in yeah. the spirit for that. Yes. We need the blood of Jesus and some EVOO, right? right? We need an old church mother to just come lay hands on you right. to that thing come out. Like there's some stuff that's just a demonic stronghold. Right. Some stuff. The rest of it, it's just trauma. It's just trauma. It's just some old trauma. Some of it's little T trauma. That's some right. Some of it's big T trauma. That's exactly right. And it's and it's all crammed up in your body and you're dysregulated. And that's why every time you get stressed, you eat or you go drink or you go masturbate or you go watch porn and masturbate or you do drugs or you just. Marry people. You, marry, you just marry somebody. And you marry them until you can't take it no more and until they don't fit your dysfunction, but you believe in the institution of marriage. And so you on your ninth and then you on your 10th and then you on your 11th and then you on your 12th. Right. Cause I believe in the sanctity of marriage, but I ain't going to stay with you long. Cause I'm going to stay with you until I fall off the horse and then I'll go marry somebody else. Listen, it's just a broken cycle. It's a broken cycle. Yeah. Um, 
I brought all that from my sec, my from my two marriages into my third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like hauled it on a U-Haul, <laughs> you know, like said, "Come on in." It was coming with you whether you wanted it to or not. Amen. Yeah. And then wondered why I wanted to divorce him after five years. <laughs> you know, like right. But it's him. Right, 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 right. It, it ain't you. It me. <laughs> right, There's right, right. Common denominator yeah, for in sure. all three marriages. That's right. Um, yeah. And it was me. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I love that you said. Only God can forgive us. And that is true. Yeah, absolutely. But I can let myself off the hook. You better forgive yourself. And I can tell myself you are worth getting healthier. Yeah, that's right. You're worth it. Yeah. And now let's go do it. Yeah. Let's go possess that land. Yeah. Because I didn't have faith or belief enough in God that he wanted me to do that. That's right. And then I learned that once I began to believe in Carrie and yeah. that the abundant life was for me, that I could reach into the spiritual realm and have faith enough to all of a sudden have stuff start manifesting in the physical realm. Yep. And that before I know it, I have interacted with the blessings that God had all along for me. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I didn't know that that was supposed to happen for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I I um I remember um Dr. Cornell West um uh making some statements after there there this this uh this dude walked into a church I think it was like a midweek Bible study and he killed like nine people hmm. in the Bible study nine or eleven people I forgot I think it was in one of the Carolinas or something like that. Can somebody Google that real quick? Um, it, it was either, um, I think it was North Carolina. I could be off, but but it was a mass murder. Yeah, so so look for um, a church shooting. Yeah, church shooting in North Carolina. Church mass shooting in North Carolina or something like that. No, it wasn't this year. Although, good lord, we've had enough. By the time this releases, there could be yeah, <laughs> there could have been another one. The are you thinking about the Charleston church shooting in June seventeenth, twenty fifteen? I think that's it. It was an anti-black mass shooting that yes, occurred right. in Charleston. Yeah, South white, a white dude walked into a church service. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then shot and then killed. Like, how many yeah. people got killed? It says, uh, I'll just read the quick wiki. Yeah. On June 17, 2015, an anti-black mass shooting occurred in Charleston, South Carolina, in which nine African-Americans were killed, and a tenth was injured during a Bible study at the Emanuel African Methodist Church. Yep. Among the fatalities was the senior pastor, state senator, uh, Clementa C. Emanuel um, uh, the church is one of the oldest black churches in the United States. Yep. All right. So this white dude goes into this church. He kills nine people. Mm. And um, uh, when when the news, you, you know, you're getting interviews from other people, survivors and other people from the church. And they are saying within hours with a hot mic in their face, we forgive him. And. Mm. A lot of people started losing their minds. Cornell West was one of them. Like, you can't do this. You you have to go through the stages of grief and you need to be angry right now. You can forgive later, but be angry now. He didn't understand how much yeah. they were disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus so is mid-crucifixion. Mm -hmm. And he, what does he say? Forgiving his crucifiers. Amen. Forgive them, Lord. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Yeah. So, so 
wouldn't it be crazy for God to forgive us and not us forgive ourselves? Yes. I know a lot of people in the body of Christ that will receive God's forgiveness but won't forgive themselves for what they've done. And they're literally offering penance that he didn't ask for in perpetuity because they feel they still feel ashamed about what they did. Yeah. Well, you're not you're not living in the fullness of the forgiveness that Jesus has for you. There might be consequences for your behavior. Mm. Those might not go away. If you went to jail because, you know, you, you know, strong, strong arm robbery and you went to jail for 12 years and you get out. Society may may be the one reminding you over and over, over and over that you're an ex-con. Yep. But don't say Jesus is. Don't say. Yeah. Because he's not. God's not doing right. that. Right. But there are consequences for our behavior. So Absolutely. that's not an issue. But we got to forgive ourselves. We got to forgive ourselves. Yeah. I can't walk that's around. How we get out of prison mentality. That's how we get out of prison mentality. And we we got to like, take ourselves off parole. Like that girl said, I don't want to get out because I don't know how to stop being me. I know so many people are watching that are going I don't know how to stop. Yeah. Well, the first step is exactly what you just said. That's exactly right. Let yourself off the hook. That's right. For the story that has now been up until this very moment in time. That's right. And then when you let yourself off the hook for all of that, you're going to start creating a new one. Yes. (sighs) Yeah. So we get to create new narratives. Yes. Like that's what I feel like this pod is like. I always love when I get to do a pod with a guest because I don't know where it's going to go. That's the beauty of, of just having an environment that's safe enough for people to just talk. But what I see crystallizing is like, God wants you to write new narratives. Yes. God wants you to write new stories about yourself. Right. Because you no longer just believe you're an owner. That's right. You You can can possess possess your land. You can go possess your land. You don't have to visit the promised land. You can actually live there. Yes. Yeah, that's really, really good. Hmm. (sighs) Carrie, I appreciate you. Listen. I just think you you just rolled up in here to just free a bunch of people with your cute little hat on and your... That's that's because my hair needs doing and I go, oh, we're going to go put a ball cap on, <laughs> tell you Jesus loves you, but really I'm just covering the roots. <laughs> um, you cover your roots up? Yeah. That's hilarious. No, I really appreciate you. Like this is, this is how people experience freedom. Yeah. Is by hearing stories of actual freedom. Yeah. Like real freedom. And you've paid full price for it, homie. Mm-hmm. I've been there for it. I've yeah. seen you make the payments. And you too. Yeah. You too. Yeah. My brother. I realize um, that there's some about our exchange that kind of made me realize like, you know, maybe I've said this before or I don't know if it's just dawning on me in a different way. You know, I've been on sabbatical for a month, so everything feels new and like fresh on the skin. Yeah. I'm like super sensitive. But like I, I feel like I'm like, oh, my goodness. All the work that I do. In our group, I bring straight to the basement. All the work that I do, I bring straight to Unlocked. So so here's my thing, though. The majority of the people, whether that's our audience or our secondary audience, I'll just, yeah, I think I'll just call you're gonna the people say. that I just... I already know what you're going to say. You feel me? Yes. They have no point of reference for what the hell I'm doing or talking about. 
So it seems so foreign and strange. Unless now we we have a lot of people within our dwelling community. They do their own fair share amount yeah. of work around mental health and digging into their old so old. So they they're like, oh, please, I already know because I'm doing MDR too, or I'm starting to go to therapy too. So I get you, Tim. But but I realize that there's a whole bunch of people that they just. How do it, I get it? Not even how do I get it. That sounds scary. So you know what, Tim? Stop. And then take a clip, post it. Don't listen to him. He scares me, and you should be scared of him too. Hey, if y'all do take a clip of me, get my good side. (laughs) So, yeah, like, you know, if you're going to put one out, get my good side of my, my hair that needs doing. Like, that is so true. Like, they want to run from it. But you know what? Think about them Israelites. 40 years yep. in their wilderness. That's right. So I would say to those people that are like scared of it, yep. ask yourself this question. How much longer do you want to live in your wilderness? Because how much longer do you want to keep flirting with blessings? Mm. Or do you just want to make a decision that, you know what, I haven't, really felt worth it in ever in my whole life. Yeah. But I'm going to do something completely different and just say, what if I am? Mm. What if I am? Yep. And where, where do I go to start that? Yep. Start with letting yourself off the hook. Absolutely. Because you are not the sum total of your past mistakes. Amen. And no matter your circumstance, it has absolutely nothing to do with God's ability to fulfill his word in your life because he's still going to do it time and time again. Yes, he is. But he can do it better for you if you'll stop being an owner and rush in mm. and meet your land mm. that was promised to you. Mm-hmm. Build your house mm-hmm. on it. Make your foundation firm. That's right. Get the healing, the provision, the finances, the better relationships, the more opportunities. Start by uh, unlocking some places that keep malfunctioning in you so that you can run free. Yeah, that's really good. Girl, this is so good. Okay, just come back soon. (laughs) Like, Like this... This feels, this feels so right to stop. It does. Like we need to land here. Yep. Because people need an opportunity to like process this and like sit with this. And I think if we were to move on. Yeah. Because we can. Girl, I bet you we could. We can go to the steps, what it takes to move. Yeah. Let's do it in doses. Let's just, let's just. But let me just tell you something. Um, you know I lost all my brothers. Yep. Um, one was killed on Christmas. One was an addict his whole life, and he's still there um, in prison. One joined a cult. Yep. And you showed up in my life four and a half years ago, and you taught me what brotherly love looks like. Thank you for renewing that part of my land. I love you so much. Because fields of flowers are growing now because Mm. of it. I love you, girl. I love you. Yeah, you're my sister for life. Anybody mess with you, they're going to have a problem. Thank you, girl. 
You're welcome. I appreciate you. I'm so proud of you. And I thank all of you all for listening. Um, man, I, I came back from sabbatical real sensitive. I'm like really, really sensitive. Um, I'm, I'm not making no apologies for it. I'm just like, wow, I'm aware of like the sensitivity that I have. I love you guys so much. And uh, until next time. We just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord.